Today, the federal and B.C. governments build Ottawa's new child care affordability plan as a financial boon for thousands of parents in B.C. Now, in November of last year, B.C. was the first province to sign on uh, sign an agreement uh, for Canada's federal child care plan. Now, the federal government agreement uh, is aiming to help provinces reduce child care fees by an average of 50% by the end of 2022 and reach the goal of $10 a day by 2026. Prime Minister Justin Trudeau and Premier David Eby made the announcement today in Richmond. As of yesterday, BC has met its joint goal with the federal government to reduce average child care fees by half. This is good news for families who are now saving up to an additional $6,600 per year. Child care is one of the most expensive bills facing many families, especially those just getting started in life. That's if uh, you could find a space. That was uh, Prime Minister Justin Trudeau and Premier David Eby. About 2,450 more childcare spaces moved into the $10 a day childcare uh, BC program yesterday. Now, it's important to note parents whose children are in unlicensed daycares or preschools and daycares that opt out of the fee reduction program will get no savings at all. Joining me now to talk about uh, this program and still some of the uneven rollout uh, is Emily Golick. She's the Executive Director for the Early Childhood Educators of BC. Emily, thank you for joining us today. Oh, thank you so much for having me. This is an incredibly important um, issue, and I, I, I hear it from parents. I even hear it from parents in this office, uh, mm-hmm. and it's, I know it's very tough. Your thoughts overall on, on this announcement uh, on December 1st and the rollout so far, and where the challenges are in your mind? Well, I well, really good question. So, like, definitely this is a historic announcement. It's another move forward to ensuring that we have 10-a-day child care here in British Columbia. It's uh, it's good news for children. It's good news for their families. And it's also good news for early childhood educators that work directly with those children and families when you can take away the the financial piece of the relationship that you have with families, it opens up the doors to have deeper relationships with the complex nature of the work that they do. Mm-hmm. And then you mentioned about, you know, what, you know, what, what else is it? What are, what are other complexities within this system? And one of the biggest things that we're seeing right now is the need for more educated early childhood educators mm-hmm. To come into the sector and then also stay within the sector. So, what can government do to look at that recruitment and also the retention? And so, our organization is calling on for a provincial wage grid that will really help solidify the important role that educators take. It will be based on education and their experience. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, to my understanding, more spaces will be added over the next few weeks, uh, expanding to I think 6,500 in April and, uh, f- uh, sorry, 12,500 by February of 2023, which is good news. But in regards mm-hmm. to those parents that may not be in the government child care program, this has got to be incredibly frustrating. You're still paying a significant amount of dollars. Yeah, I, I imagine it would be um, really heartbreaking when they're hearing all their friends that are being able to access that. So we know for all the licensed childcare programs, I think about 96% of them have opted in to the childcare BC. And so I think this is where families and parents have a voice and they should be going to their childcare programs and say, hey, this is something we want too. And, and you know, you have this opportunity to get operational funds and then in turn, 
children will be able to have our child care fees reduced as well. Why do you think there is this diversion, this uneven, uh, uneven nature of uh, of daycare uh, being provided? I mean, nobody's against ten dollar daycare. I think uh, you know if you studies out of Quebec have shown that uh, when you have uh, kids in daycare, proper daycare, uh, moms and dads are working. It actually adds to the GDP of the economy, and the program over the long term pays for itself. Uh, but it is uneven. Uh, you know, I've heard stories of, of, of uh, one uh, set of parents saving $1,200 a month because of this mm-hmm. already. That's fabulous. But then when you read in the paper that uh, other families are still poised to pay $700 a month uh, and their fees are remaining unchanged, whether you have one or two or three kids, and it's different. What needs to happen in regards to making it fair for all those parents as well? Well, yeah, you've really done your homework on this on, on understanding like what the, what, you know, what the benefits are to having this system in place that all families, like how we have other public systems already in place, like a school system. Nobody looks at, you know, how much does mom and dad make to find a spot for your child that's in grade three, but we do this for younger and younger children. So moving into the system and we're, we are, strongly encouraging government to get all programs as soon as they can into this 10 a day model. So families would never pay more than $10 a day. And, and then, and then maybe for some would actually be free depending on their income. So, but it will be, but what, what, well, what needs to happen is we need to have the buy-in from all the child care providers, all the owners and operators out there to see, like, okay, I'm going to be able to run my program. You know, government's done their work um, to really look at what does it actually cost to operate this, this program. So we're moving away from a market-based system, which is really difficult for, for people that have really um, embedded their life into developing these childcare programs mm-hmm. for for themselves, and and we don't want to see them gone at all. We want to see them come in. So, I think government needs to work really strongly with the people that haven't opted in, so that it does become fair across the board, and so that those providers. In your mind, because you, you deal with all with uh, deal with so many parents and, and, and early childhood educators, it, it, are the ones that license uh, the 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 daycares themselves? Uh, are they worried about just the added administrative burden, and they feel look, I'd rather just run this daycare out of my basement, out of my backyard, um, uh, with four or five kids, and I just want to deal with the bureaucracy. Your government is that partially why some of these people are just opting out? For sure, I think you know that there's this feeling that you know having government oversight, looking at your books, looking at what you're doing, might not fit well well with them, and that's one of the issues. Um, and then we know that there's been additional paperwork even with the people that started off in 2018, and I think government heard and have listened and they've reduced that administrative burden but until we have a full fully integrated system um, we are often worried about the additional administrative burden when you know people when these programs have to continually apply for funding to to get this additional funding like when is this actually going to be a system that that happens
Yeah, I mean, the, the, when I was listening happens. to the, uh, the the Prime Minister and, and the Premier today, it's great news on the surface, but it is uneven right now because there are parents still paying top dollar and others that have had uh-huh. great savings. It's an uneven nature of, of what we're seeing. And, and yes, the system is rolling out. Yeah. It's going to take time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, it, it is also frustrating. Uh, and I think uh, mm-hmm. uh, I think all parents should have an mm-hmm. equal opportunity to put their kids in in a daycare and uh, be charged the same as much as possible. Because and look, it is changing lives. Like I was talking to one mom today, mm-hmm. it, it's saving their family twelve hundred dollars a month. You add that over a year, that's uh, you can pay for a decent birthday party, as she was saying, maybe and right. enjoy a vacation with the family. Like it's, it is life altering. Mm-hmm. It really is, and I think that's fabulous. Yeah. But it is uneven right now, and that's I think quite uh, quite frustrating thing for all of us. So, uh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Emily. Oh, I was just going to say we absolutely hear those families and feel their frustrations, and and uh, you know I have a granddaughter too, fourteen months old, and her family just found out for December first that you know their childcare fees were going down five hundred and twenty-five dollars. How life changing that is for them! They went and bought a new to them vehicle the other day because they can actually afford a payment now. Mm-hmm. Young family, and and I feel for those families that are stuck in this in this position and they really are stuck because we don't have enough um, spaces yet for, for fam for families to actually be able to choose maybe a different childcare program. Mm-hmm. But I've also know families that have chosen to move their children into programs that are aligned with this new system model so that, you know, their fees will be reduced. And, mm-hmm. and that's a reality. Like I said, it's 4% of the, of the owners and operators that have not opted in and, I think government could do a little bit better job to be speaking with those people and how do they get them to come come in into this system. Yeah. Emily, always a pleasure chatting with you. Thank you so much for uh, making time for us today. Look forward to chatting with you in the months ahead because this story is not going away anytime soon. Thank you so yeah. much. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. <laughs>